dangerously close. This episode is brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. Now, I could go on and on with a bunch of technical jargon about an audio production company, but right before we made this episode, I checked Netflix and I saw that Jeff Foxworthy had a brand new Netflix special. Now, if I was the type of person that would say something negative, I would say, well, most of the stand-up comedians that I've had as guests on this podcast really deserve a Netflix special more than him. How many times do you need to hear you might be a redneck if jokes? But see, I'm not a negative person. What I saw was an opportunity. Because last time I was in New Orleans, I came up with a bit about Jeff Foxworthy called Jeffrey Foxworthington. About a man who made millions of dollars by belittling poor people and grew to live in a giant mansion where he still tells jokes, but he's basically just telling his servants that they might be rednecks if they don't do his chores. But what bothered me was I thought, Jeff Foxworthy will never be relevant enough again for this bit to work. And then there it was on Netflix. Jeff Foxworthy is relevant for my joke. So I'm announcing right now the new series, The Adventures of Jeffrey Fox Worthington, will be coming to the My Views Are My Own YouTube channel, which I am now for the first time announcing, launching in May. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. And to say that, to say all this, will also be brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. So go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Shannon Hardy. Shannon Hardy is an LA-based comedian, writer, actress, and moderately tolerable person from Boston. After graduating from USC's School of Cinematic Arts, her work was featured at Klexicon, Catalina Film Festival, Film Pipeline, and the Yes And Laughter Club. Currently, she co-hosts the Facebook comedy TV show, Conspiracy Central. She's performed at the House of Blues, the Comedy Store, the Ice House, and various hot spots around Los Angeles. However, her dream is to perform at a Dunkin' Donuts near you. But for now, she hosts the Formosa Comedy Show as well as a drag comedy show, Tight Tens. Woo! <laughs> I've grown a lot as a podcaster. I used to, like, just every time I had to, like, read on mic, it was, oh no, I lost you. I found oh, you. No. Oh, we're back. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I commend podcasters so, so much because, well, I have ADD like everybody else in the world and I could not stay on track of one thing to save my life, struggling even now. <laughs> well, I've got good news for you. This is going to be one of the most ADD style interviews ever conducted. Let's uh, go. Yes. I love I think, it. I, I can never finish a conversation about one thing ever. I'm like here, there, there. Like it's so distracted all the time. So I appreciate that. Thank oh, then you. you're going to, then you're going to love this. <laughs> uh, before we were hit record and we were just talking, like, I guess what I was just saying, uh, you know, I, I got talked into uh, running a half marathon with, you know, with no time, barely, I have less than a month to train going from like, this to you. <laughs> you know, I, I did this to me because <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, this will, this will get me back into the, the swing of, you know, fitness man. Uh, but 
you know, I'm sure people don't want to like listen to me talk about my aches and pains and my sunburn right now. So. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So, but yeah, let's. I uh, we have a, we have a brand new segment. It was invented for you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of your comedy. Thank you. And, but also, like, uh, you know, so we're going to start today's episode with a brand new segment. It's called "Is It Lit?" Uh, basically, it lit? like you're hit. <laughs> You've got style. Uh, you've got your finger on the pulse. So I'm just going to throw some stuff out there and you decide whether it's lit or not. And that's like, we're just going to just jump in. Like, and you're too it. kind. I, I am the least cool 26 year old on the, for, I don't know if we can right on the planet. And I, I will try my best. Um, I think this will be fun because I'm so not hip. So let's give it a go. It, it might make a good balance because I'm like an elder millennial who <laughs> truly thinks that what I think is cool is fucking cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not that it's not me thinking that I'm cool. It's just that yeah. I really believe that like when I think something's cool, it's got to be fucking cool. I'm a very passionate person about niche things. You know, you're entitled to enjoying things, you know? So I, even if it's not enjoyed by the general public, if it's cool to you, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, we can, uh, we can feel free to, to disagree a little bit. And, you know, I'm going to let you know beforehand, I have opinions too. <laughs> Do you? Oh my God. Well, I, I also have opinions. So let's see how this goes. My views are my own. It's in your views are your own, and there there are no wrong answers. Okay. But let's hey, let's just fucking jump in the deep end here. Let's do it. Mountain Dew hard seltzer. Is it lit? Oh, Mount I I I'm a ride or die Mountain Dew girl. That is actually hands down my favorite soda. I don't know. Get out of fucking of, town. I don't know how you pulled this shit. Like I don't know who you talked to, who told you that I love Mountain Dew so much, but I love Mountain Dew but if I have a tummy ache I'm gonna go uh what was the other up it was ginger ale right there's no there's no other option <laughs> <laughs> I made it's one just, up it just is it lit I haven't tried Mountain, it. Dew is, Mountain Dew is definitely lit I think about I mean I don't know if you're seeing they have like these Mountain Dew dual flavored you know pods or whatever like that not lit to me I think that like the flavored uh vapes are disgusting and that's again i told you we're gonna go all over the place my you said mountain dew i thought vape juice not good but no mountain dew's amazing not good for you but you know every now and then a little soda i think i think we have we have fully entered the zone that i was hoping might be the dynamic <laughs> because i guess you're gen z so and, mm -hmm. and i'm elder millennial so we're like we we should be having differing opinions but so far that's not the case well, uh, I'm on the I'm on the line. I'm like I'm I'm just barely Gen Z. Like I'm kind of in the middle of millennial and Gen Z. I think. Yeah. I think. So that might be so, why. So you still fuck with Mountain Dew? Oh, I fuck <laughs> hard with Mountain Dew. Mountain but, Dew all day. So I haven't tried this product yet, but I mean, it's just it's just now like it hit the shelves maybe a few weeks ago, but they just began their campaign like hard as shit. Also, uh, real quick, I want to just remind everybody. I'm not getting paid to prom to promote these products. These I are am. Just, these are just questions that I'm curious about. All right. Well, having neither one of us have probably have you tried it? Have you had the the alcoholic Mountain Dew yet? 
No, that that's just probably like a four loco on crack. Like I can't even imagine. <laughs> I think I would just explode out of the stratosphere with energy. That sounds very dangerous, but I would love to try it. And you know, I I will go ahead and say for myself too, I'm not a hard seltzer guy. I, that's that's not me. Uh, but I will say this: I have attempted so many. Uh, like I've tried to create so many cocktails out of Mountain Dew in the yeah. past, uh, but they all are, you know, Mountain Dew is just not a good mixer. Mountain Dew is good on its own. You don't need to add alcohol to Mountain Dew to make it good. I don't think Mountain Dew sounds like the worst chaser in the world, but because it's like, it's not, it, it, it doesn't taste like candy, although it looks like it would, you know, it looks like it would taste like a Jolly Rancher. Um, what is the flavor that I'm thinking? Of? I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can add anything to Mountain Dew. It's it's that unique, you know? Yeah. And I, I have to make it a, a quick ad, uh, admission because we are talking about, I, I brought up the fact, maybe I was just bragging that I'm running this half marathon, which is like such a shitty Fair. brag because I'm not even running a real marathon. But this morning, instead of bre- breakfast, I stopped and grabbed a Mountain Dew on the way to the trail. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this Mountain Dew is going to get me through a seven and a half mile <laughs> run. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, honestly, what is the difference at this point between soda and Gatorade? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no difference. Except for Mountain Dew tastes better than Gatorade. Exactly. I mean, you're fine. I'm uh, not you heard right that, Mountain Dew. Ask, but... We said you're lit. Send me a check. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Mountain Dew. Get on it. I We would look great in green. What are you, also, are you Irish? Uh, while we're at it, Mountain Dew. Shannon Hardy is up and coming. I mean, if you want a spokesperson... I mean, right now, uh, what they're putting like who's uh, the actress from uh, SNL that's in everything right now? Mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yeah. I don't think Kate McKinnon would be a good Mountain Dew sponsor, but I think you would be. So thank you. I I think I I'm gonna oh, these are my own disagreeing. I think Kate McKinnon would actually be an incredible Mountain Dew spokeswoman because she's so weird and out there and like is so high energy that she kind of already seems like she's had three Mountain Dews already every day. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just my impression of her. I love Sarah Squirm, though. I think Sarah Squirm would be a really funny spokesperson for Mountain Dew. I don't know. If she, I don't think she'd do it. But. I'll tell you one thing. I'm punching up on this one and saying, nah, it should be you. Uh, okay. <laughs> honestly, I'll take it. I wouldn't, I'll take I wouldn't it. be the worst one either because for like for what i am and how mountain dew loves to uh make themselves part of skateboarding as much as they possibly can and you, you know skateboard? yeah at this point in my life i've had like two torn mcls like so many like really kind of like life-changing uh injuries and it'd be wow. funny too for me to be like that's why <laughs> i drink mountain dew before i go fuck myself up some more you but, would be great because you're like so <laughs> you're so athletic you would be that would be a great rebrand for them to be like, you know, get into this like culture of wellness and trick people into thinking that it'll help you get fit. Yeah. When I, when in reality, it's like, I mean, no offense to honey boo boo's mom or whatever, but like, <laughs> but you know, before like she's probably was more in most people's minds, maybe associated with Mountain Dew, except yeah. for like when you see like Nigel Houston, at the X games, you know, of course you're like, Oh yeah. an escape or whatever, you know, Nigel Houston's not living off Mountain Dew. <laughs> live fast die young drink mountain dew skateboard off of a cliff you know that's my motto i think that you know it might erode your insides but if you're doing like ex- it's probably best for like an extreme sport you know people who are like 
we got to go. We got to go right now. This sport might kill me, but so might this drink, you know? I need to spike my blood sugar right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Shannon, I'm going to take this in the complete opposite direction. Uh, cool. Not exactly a product, it's more of a service. Uh, are you familiar with Plant Nanny? No, who's that? Oh, it's, oh, an, it's an app. It's, a it's, a, it's, it's an, an app, app that I just downloaded. And having admitted that I'm a person that will drink Mountain Dews, this is actually... No, I'd actually, I don't want to, I don't want to change your opinion of it at all before I just tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, Plant Nanny is an app. You download it. Uh, it's, it's a hydrating. It keeps you hydrated supposedly. So an adorable little cartoon plant and it either grows. If you drink your water, like if you drink, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to drink 10 cups of water a day based on my uh, information. And if I don't do it, like and put it into the app, the plant will die it wilt and die and it's a it's an, it's a, and it's an adorable cartoon so that's I don't so know. cute is it lit? i wish it, i wish it would like punish you if you didn't drink your water like the plant like hold holds a gun to your head if you don't drink your water that's what i need i need like corporal punishment in order to like drink all my i'm so dehydrated <laughs> <laughs> no me too that's but i mean it's, it's, it's currently changing my life because like i think what it is is i can be so empathetic or like you know i can be such an empath for a little cartoon character more so than even like human beings that i meet so it's like i can't let my little sunflower die i have to drink my water i I love that i feel like that i honestly i think that if i wasn't such a flake with apps and like fitness apps that would be the thing for me because I I love cartoons. Um, something like that sounds like adorable and something that would, I feel like that would be something that would get me for like a week and then my plant would die kind of like a Tamagotchi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, sure, I could never sure. keep a Tamagotchi alive, which I think, I don't know, says a lot about my ability. I'm like about my ability to sustain things. I can't keep real plants alive either. So I don't know. I think that the idea yeah. is adorable, but in terms of if I would actually be able to commit to it, I don't think so. Like if it had games, maybe there's going to be like, can I, I can I give you one last piece of information about plant nanny? Yes. Uh, but this is, this is exclusive to me. So for me personally, I don't let any app turn on notifications at uh, all whatsoever. It's something that I just do not do, right. but I, but I turned on notifications for plant nanny so that it can just be on my fucking case all the time. And so it texts me basically. And it's like, did you drink water? And I'm like, no, yeah, I should. And like, you know, I have a sink. So water is always available. <laughs> I wish it would like, if, oh my, you know what they should do? Cause I, this is how they would get me. If the things that they said were like insulting, oh, you didn't drink your water today. You little bitch. Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> like, you don't, you don't care about yourself. You don't love yourself enough to be drinking your water. That's how it would get me. If it was like sending me like, mean little funny things like if i didn't actually fulfill what it wanted me to do which is just oh, drink yeah. water it's not I respect that, hard. that sorry plant nanny although i love you and you are a life-changing app for me this is is it lit with shannon hardy and sadly plant nanny is not lit Bum. they're close to getting lit they're like they just i don't know i'm i think if yeah if they want to be more lit more gen z they gotta make it like almost kind of in on the joke of like, this is like a ridiculous thing that you have to do to remember to drink your water. Like most people just years ago would just remember to drink it without a little plant yet um, talking to them. So 
I don't know. I, I like that you are so um, committed <laughs> to wellness. I'm trying to be nice now that I've just absolutely dumped on Plant Nanny because they're not mean enough for me. This is, but. This is, is it lit? It, you know, like, I mean, this is, you are the, uh, like the, the hip with it person here that's like telling me if it's lit or not. So it's cool. We can, as a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you another one and, and I'm willing to face the wrath of what you may say. And that is okay. Bitmoji. Is it lit? Bitmoji. I'm, I'm so scared that somebody who sent me a Bitmoji is going to like, listen to this. I'm immediately terrified when someone sends me a Bitmoji because they're, they're unsettling, but also I don't know how to respond to them. I really don't like no matter what the Bitmoji is doing. I'm like, I'm just thinking too hard about what they meant by that Bitmoji because it's like a whole picture at that point. It's much more meta <laughs> than yeah. an actual emoji. Like it looks like the person. And then I'm thinking about like, that's what this person thinks they look like or you know, like, <laughs> like when somebody makes their bitmoji just like so much more handsome or yeah. modern than they are in real yeah. life. Like, That's the fun of bitmoji. You can be like really. My bitmoji is absurd. I uh, <laughs> I had to tone it down though, like with because they give you like so many options of what he can wear. Uh, you know, the thing is, I will totally agree with you though. Like what you're saying with people with the, sending you the bitmojis. Uh, the first I first uh, got into it because I had a friend of mine send me a bitmoji like. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it's like a it's like a psyop. And then I realized I was like, you know, I can do this to my own benefit. So I like I I frequently have different jobs that I'm doing. Like I don't have like one just set job. And so uh -huh. what I I remember the first time I really started using Bitmoji with people that employ me for any particular reason. Uh well, people if they would ask me, like if I was going to do something or you know, or do the thing I said I was gonna do, I would just reply with a bitmoji of me that says yes queen that was, when I first, that was like i don't know maybe four years ago when i first had bitmoji and i was like yes queen like <laughs> that you know what four years ago that's fine <laughs> I don't judge you for that. bitmojis were still hot they were still new it's still exciting um no i i think it's also this is a self-own i don't I don't like I'm Gen Z, but I don't even know how to use Bitmojis. Like I'm really, really bad at technology. If something is not immediately easy for me on a phone to figure out, which I'm sure it is, I just won't do it. <laughs> so because like you have to like download an app to make it so that you have the option of being able to like text it to someone and immediately too many hoops for me to jump through because <laughs> I'm lazy as hell too. So I would say but, this. Um, I feel like you're leaning heavily into Bitmoji is not lit, which is totally fair. As a matter of fact, I haven't I, given you a straight answer. It's so hard <laughs> to get me to be like, I'll just tell you like in a very like passive aggressive, non-confrontational way that I don't like it instead of being like, it's not lit. No, no, just, okay. just, yeah, it's, it's not lit. It's okay. I mean, doesn't mean, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to just stop using it just because it's not lit. Cause also like another reason why I use it. Um, I forgot the term for this, but you know, if you send someone a text and you're like, uh, hey, I, I, I'm going to do this thing with you, whatever, so on and so forth or whatever. And I, I know this is the thing that uh, people don't realize feels passive aggressive is instead of responding to your text, they do the little thing where they can give you a thumbs up. Yeah. You know, like it's just like a, like a little thumbs up pops up on your own text. And it basically means this conversation is over, but sure. And I, how do you feel about that? 
Uh, 90% of the time, I actually prefer it because I do love to uh, end the conversation and I don't want to spend my entire day texting. However, in defense of Bitmoji, what, one thing that I feel like you can do, especially if you want to like end the conversation on a bizarre note, is to like send them like there's one of my favorite emojis is me or my you know my avatar is popping out of a toilet uh, with like tons of hearts like surrounding oh, me so yeah <laughs> listen right. we, we gotta move on through through more of is it lit because we have so many and i have to check and see i'm like reacting your, your bitmoji of you out of a toilet <laughs> all right this one could be complex uh this is not everyone does it wrong not everyone does it right van life is it lit like living out of a van um when i think of van life i think of wealthy young people who can afford to spend their entire life traveling to like beautiful locations and like you know or like Mm -hmm. joshua tree national park or like you know a waterfall and they're like van life i live in a van but it's like but how how do you live in that van like (laughs) without income I know. Well, here, actually, I do. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think that that is lit because like, fuck having to have like a landlord or like, cause like, I feel like nowadays it's so hard to be able to afford like even just an Airbnb, Airbnbs used to be affordable. Now they're just like hotels. Right. And, um, to be able to like afford to go to a lot of places right now is really hard. And I guess like even being able to afford to live out of a van is really hard. Like my sister, actually, she used to be a real estate agent. And um, what she did was she flipped like a really kind of like worn down house in New Hampshire. Like nobody like it, like the middle of New Hampshire, like a very cheap house. She was a nurse, went into used her money from nursing to flip this house, took the money from flipping the house, bought herself an RV. So not a van. And yeah. yeah. And basically has just been traveling the country. Like she's going to be here next week with her RV. Like she just did this. I want to say four or five months ago, it was really just kind of like a, it was random for me because I had no idea she was even flipping houses. So like I heard about all this and I was like, that's crazy. But I think it's, I think it's like, if you can think like you have to really plan for that stuff. Like I don't, like you have to be able to be hustling to be able to afford to even do that. Like, I don't know what the, like the, the breakdown would be in terms of expenses, but it sounds like it would be just as expensive to live in one place as it would be to sustain the van lifestyle. One, because of how expensive gas prices are now. Right. And then two, because like, I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, I guess like you must have like a fridge in there or something, but then like, you got to pay for like, I'm assuming like a septic tank. Like I think the lit, like the litany of like the upkeep of this van must be expensive. And then, like you said, you know, do you have a job? Maybe they have like a work from home situation kind of like for real. You know, no, uh, I think I think you kind of hack the system in a surprising twist. We found out I'm a hater and van life is lit. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I like I, I started listening to um, this. I, it was like a podcast and I, I didn't listen to it all the way through. But apparently living out of vans is 
uh, is hurting like the the like the housing situation even more because like more and more people are are doing that because it's cheaper but at the same time it's like well that's not you know it's like you got you got to do what you can afford to do and if that somehow breaks down cheaper than renting or like people can't own ho- houses right now it's so i mean they can but it's really hard to so I agree with you entirely yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Fuck, i mean also you know so much of the housing market is literally just discussing awful wall street scumbags that bundle by entire neighborhoods and whole sections of cities to artificially raise the price of housing so you're really convincing me that van life is lit yeah i mean do it i mean like do what you can like if you can afford if that's cheaper than renting like why wouldn't you do that you know what i mean and if you're happy living in a small space screw it you know yeah but okay i reiterate van life is lit (laughs) i'm a hater but that's okay okay. i'm also i also love things i'm i'm more than one thing all right we're gonna get into some uh, some things that are a little more uh, weirder because actually I was like trying to find out like what's trending. Sadly, mm-hmm. so much of what's trending is like on Twitter is fucking depressing as hell. And I didn't yeah. want to ask if any of these awful depressing things was lit. So here's some of the shit that's trending on Twitter. <laughs> Wordle. Is Wordle? it lit? <laughs> I think that it is. I think, I think that it too. is. I think it is lit. I think, um, I think games right now and, and just in general, I think being able to, to just stop working and do something purely for the fun of it is great. And if it has some sort of, um, you know, benefit for your brain, why wouldn't you do that? You know, you should do that. I don't play Wordle, um, but I, you know, I'm all, for, I'm all for a little, you know, See, distraction from reality. I don't play Wordle because I'm still one of the people that plays words with friends. Like we're a diminishing population. Uh, but you know, if friends. you're out there and if you're a listener and you play that game, uh it's 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 just my name and then if you want to know if it's me it's a picture of me wearing a lilo and stitch sweater (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think that's like one of the ways that people have really like stayed connected to right now so add him add doug wordle is lit all right now here's one i wasn't sure why but this has like been trending for a long ass time and i guess today especially popping uh Uh mark hamill Oh, why? Why is he trending? I guess people just fucking love Mark Hamill. I'm tempted to say he's lit. I mean, he, he was, was Luke in- Skywalker for sure. Yeah. So, um, I I have no opinions on Mark Hamill other than like I did enjoy him in Star Wars. I think it was weird he was into his sister. I know that we have to separate the person from the character that they played. But yeah. I think Mark, I think Mark Hamill can can be lit. I think he he seems like a great guy. Why not? I mean, hey, I also don't know. Who, I, I guess actually, now that I think, I I think I do know why he is. It's because he uh, he's got that he has a really big presence on Twitter, and people do you know he's been famous forever because Star Wars came out in like in 1976, and he's just coming in like hot on all the uh, so this uh, don't say gay bill in Florida and shit. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill's been like just I guess like really coming in hot and just burning these uh like proponents of that shit and just hitting them with like and he's clever so I don't know I think that that might be why he might be lit but I don't know I'm on his Twitter I'm on his Twitter right now can confirm Mark Hamill is lit um (laughs) at this time we cannot confirm Mark Hamill's litness 
<laughs> we can i'll um you know here's what i'll say great actor and you know love anybody who's using their fame to say you know like fuck that bill because um you know i wait is it oh my god wait you know what is crazy about that doesn't disney own star wars disney does own star wars right and also you know disney world is like a an enormous amount of florida's uh revenue so it does right. matter what they say. Yeah, because I know that there was that um, Disney employee walkout because like, uh, okay, so I follow this incredible comedian. Her name is Nori Reed. She is um, a trans stand-up comedian and she, I'm reading off her post right now. I currently write for Disney and I'm walking out today. In fact, our entire production is shut down. This was like three days ago which okay. is honestly a very big deal. Queer people and primarily trans people are being targeted across our country and the message is clear. We're not valid or real humans. I'm sick of fighting for my rights to exist in this country. My heart breaks for trans youths. Um, Disney has shown a blatant disregard, disrespect for queer people with their double-sided politics and performative actions. Enough, no more tokenism or false support. They must pick a side. Nearly 240 anti-LGBTQT bills filed in 2022 so far, most targeting trans people. Yeah, I guess there's like this huge shutdown of production, of, I guess like three days ago, but I don't know um, if like they've released a new statement about it or what, but I, I, if, I, if I'm understanding it, it's like um, you said that they said- I, that thought, they that, I thought that Disney had released a statement saying that they- were opposed to the bill because of its uh, just like really absurdly cruel nature. I mean, it, uh -huh. it is basically yeah, human rights abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's something I'm reading. Uh, Raven Simone joins Disney walkout over don't say gay bill. We don't like it. Hold on, escape. Oh. Damn. Paywall. I can't this is because of the paywall. Is it lit? Just got so serious. I'm so sorry. I oh no, that's I not no. Don't be. I was just saying. Like honestly, I threw Mark Hamill on there because I was like, oh, Mark Hamill's trending, and now we're finding out that it's like there's actually a bunch of substance behind this question. Yeah. Well, it says I'm reading right now off a of variety that there was a rally in the park where several employees said it was important for the company to stop funding Florida legislators who supported the bill that prohibits the instructions instruction around gender, ident gender identity and sexual orientation, but several also expressed concern that Disney had been transferring workers from California, Florida. So yeah, I guess, I guess they're still funding some of the people that supported the bill. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, when Disney with their, you know, what, what are they like a trillion dollar company? If they're giving money yeah. to the people that are proponents of this bill that are in you know, in the government, that's, it doesn't, yeah, like you, like you're saying, it's not, it doesn't matter if it's a fucking, if they make a gesture and they put a LGBTQ character in one of their cartoons, it doesn't, yes. fucking, that doesn't uh, undo the fact that you also funded a person who was actually making the lives of, in, in particular, trans kids, uh, like a living hell. So, yeah, it sounds uh, like, like a couple of days in, they kind of tried to backtrack, but at that point, it does feel like kind of just to save face. They're, you know, they're willing to, you know, to make a political stand when like it affects their money, but like, hey, I guess that's the point of a protest is to like put pressure on the people with money.
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Mark Hamill is lit. <laughs> <laughs> I literally forgot we were talking about Mark Hamill. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but Mark here, Hamill, you are lit. <laughs> here, this is another complete accident. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. Um, yeah. While, while while I was waiting for us to connect, I like opened up Instagram to just see like uh, uh, like if I got a message from you or whatever. And the very first thing that popped up was somebody had made a post about Dunkin' Donuts, which is in your bio. I and I took that, that and I took that as to be like a really good sign for uh, this episode and you as a guest. It was like, how rare is it for me to open up Instagram and the first thing is someone being like, I'm at Dunkin' Donuts right now. Like, what? That is that is really crazy. What if I took another dark turn and I was just like, Dunkin' Donuts, pay your employees more, which I do believe, well, but yeah, I won't, I course. won't make it dark. I won't do that to you again. I won't do what we just did to Mark Hamill to Dunkin' Donuts, but I will say yes pay your employees more but dunkin donuts has its foot on my neck i love dunkin donuts i although i am drinking starbucks right now if there were more dunkin donuts in la i would be there yeah. i'll just go, they, I'll just go to like... they have better sandwiches they have better sandwiches they have better pastries and donuts like if starbucks had the options for sandwiches because you kind of like build your own you know yeah. if they had that i might i might be swayed though I'm not familiar because I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. Like, as we said, I'm a Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but I will yeah. go to Starbucks uh, literally if I'm out and about with my dog and I'll get a uh -huh. pup cup and not buy anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> that, and that makes, I mean, like, that's uh, something I can respect a company for. If I can just like cruise through and be like, yo, can I get a pup cup? And they're like, yeah. And they'd be like, no one has ever, no one has ever said no. They just give you the pup cup, which I guess for people that don't have dogs, it's just like, basically it's like a little cup of whipped cream that dogs like to eat so i know I, i've watched so many of those videos on tiktok of people just giving their their dog the pup cup and i'm like because I, I don't have a dog but i wish that i had one what kind of wait what kind of dog do you have well she's from the pound so she's like a bunch of different types of dogs but, but yeah uh, she the ultimately what, what she looks like is if a doberman like never grew all the way up because she's oh. like mixed with something smaller so she's like a mid, like a middle-sized Doberman, like a 40-pound Doberman instead of like whatever they normally would be. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big dog person or like a medium dog. I, no, no shade to small dogs, but um, yeah. yeah. Dogs are lit. <laughs> oh, dogs so we're, are we're, lit. We're, we're, the, we're almost through the uh, is it lit. And also, okay. so, uh, this is so weird because I had the theme park Six Flags in mind when I uh, wrote this is it lit. Uh -huh. which is so weird because we just got so in disney had no idea we would head down that road because i brought up mark hamill but you know this <laughs> life is a is a winding road yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh is it lit water parks water parks actually i do love i fuck with a water park because i don't like i don't like amusement parks because rides uh like you know like roller coasters i can't do them they just they just scare the hell out of me i'm scared that i'm gonna get like trapped or something the most I would ever do is like, have you ever been to Canopy Lake Park where they have that um, thing that just goes up the waterfall and then just like shoots you right down and then you get splashed with water? No. That's the most I would do. So you, it's literally, it takes like two minutes. You go up a hill, down a hill. That's as most as I do. But I do love water parks. I love the, um, what is it? Like uh, the wave pool. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, those are a little scary. I've almost drowned in one of those more than once. Did you really? I've almost drowned in so many different bodies of water that it would, it would it, we can't even go into it because I've almost I've drowned, almost drowned the, twice. Oh hell yeah, drown club. 
Oh yeah, near death experience. Have you ever uh, fully at the point like of coughing water out of your lungs? Like, can't believe you're still alive. Yeah, I um, I got hit in the head with a raft. Like, you know those like rafts in that like are in the middle of the lake. They're like wood. Like when you go to like a lake, they have like those. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The bottom of like the lake. Yeah. There was one of those and um, one of the chains broke. And so it whipped around and it hit me in my 11 year old head. And I went down for the count. <laughs> Shit, did the lifeguard save you? Um, I think my dad did. Hell yeah. <laughs> they get that shout, out. For like, shout out Mr. Shout Hardy. Out you yeah. know, I used to be, I, I was a lifeguard for years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did you I save a, anyone? Uh, I, I had a very, I had one, I had one guy who, he didn't die, but he did like in in the strict definition of the term, drown in my pool while I was lifeguarding. It was uh, I was the thing is I was 16 and I was lifeguarding at a college, so I was much oh younger God. than all of the people that I was over watching. But I mean, I was qualified. I, I was a good lifeguard. I was a very strong swimmer. I had these uh, all these frat dudes had come in and they went to the we had an Olympic pool at my uh, at my job and they were diving to the bottom of the 12 foot and seeing how many laps they could swim at the very bottom of the 12 foot. And at the time, like, and all these guys are like 21, 22 and like jacked, you know? Yeah. And I'm a 16 year old skateboarder and I'm like, fuck it. Cause there were also children in the shallow end. So that's where my focus is. I'm like, gotta watch the kids, you know, yeah. don't want a kid to drown. So I'm ignoring these fucking guys. And at the same time, I'm in the high chair. You always have a, at this, at this particular job, you always had a second lifeguard who would sit down at the bottom. It's like, they're trying to like rest their eyes. And my partner, who was also like, she was a college student, much older than me, was like, is that guy drowning? Like, what the fuck? And like, I look and this dude's and friends, like, oh, yeah. this friend's dude, uh, they're dragging his body out of the pool. And I'm like, fuck. And I run over there like, you know, I, you know, I, I know CPR. Like, I'm like, I'm, I You're am ready. I am, been fucking, waiting for someone to I am fucking David Hasselhoff. This is my heroic <laughs> moment. And before I can get there, like, so they're like, slapping him on the back as hard as they can like that's what they're doing and it actually surprisingly it works so he just starts vomiting and he's puking up all this pu- pool water and whatever else he drank and i don't know he and might have been drunk too. yeah rupees. and so i get there and this is one of the weirdest like it's weird when, when you're a lifeguard you're an authority figure to period if, if, if you're at the pool and so i'm sitting there like when i when i was 16 i was like skinny because like i skateboarded like six seven hours a day whenever i possibly could and it was the only sport i cared about and yeah. i never lifted weights and all these guys are clearly just all they do is lift weights and drink beer they're all like huge dudes <laughs> i walk over there and the dude had puked all over the pool deck and i walked and i was pissed too because i was like i'm not gonna clean that up and the guy that almost had, had just almost died i was like i was like look there's the hose there's the towel you clean up this puke and you get out of the <laughs> pool and all of them like just acted like i was a cop they were like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I was like, <laughs> it was funny. Well, first of all, that is like, they are so much more in danger than the children because they're like, they're in college. They're all drunk, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but that is funny that you made him clean up his own puke, as you should have, like, learn your lesson. Well, and it's all perspective too. Like, in my memory and also at that time, like, I thought of them as like older, you know, grown men who all seemed really big and strong and healthy to me. You know, yeah. but you know, if I were to like see those or guys today, liquor. I'd be like a bunch of fucking jackass kids. <laughs> you know, like nerds <laughs> can't handle his alcohol. <laughs> Hold up.
it's time to check the mailbag. Every week on the show, we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message into the show, and then I address your questions and concerns. So let's get started. Uh, the first message to the show this week comes from Simona Miller. Simona wrote, Ahem. Hi, if you don't mind my saying, you've got an excellent Instagram account, but you deserve more. Who's your boss? Who makes decisions on this account? We are all humans, and I think you also do not like it when you do not respond to your messages and ignore it. Is not it? Wow, Simona. That touched me. You're right. That's not it. And that's why right now I'm responding to your message. Uh, I am my boss and I manage my Instagram account. Anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast and thanks for writing into the show, Simona. Okay, the next message comes from Violet Blankenship. Violet wrote, basketball emoji, want to buy sex dolls that look exactly like real people? Your only sexual partner. Wow, thanks, Violet. No, I don't want that. But I'm glad that you uh, enjoy the podcast. And thanks for writing into the show. And now back to the interview. All right. Your last name's Hardy. I don't know if you're uh, related to either of these <laughs> Hardys. But we're going to see if this, if this shit's lit. Uh, Ed Hardy. Is it lit? is it lit right now no but i i think it would be funny i think it would be lit if it was worn like ironically now the 90s are kind of making a comeback like the late 2000s it's so funny that you say that because like i actually went through like a wormhole of looking at like old uh celebrities who would wear ed hardy everything old is new again everything old is new again and I think that um, I think it could I, I think it could make a comeback. Like I don't think it's currently lit, but if it was like really, if you did something kind of camp with it, you know, and like high fashion, you know, where you're like tongue in cheek wearing it, that could be really lit. That's actually probably yeah. like that would be like a really funny photo shoot idea. To also, just I, like, I, I know you're like heavily into fashion and style, and people would probably be interested in doing whatever whatever it is you're doing. So if you were the one to try and bring back Ed Hardy, it could potentially. Ironically, because my last name is Hardy, and then yeah, oh shit, yeah, uncle. yeah. All right, so let's let's give Ed Hardy. It could be lit again, but it's not lit. Yeah, <laughs> that All would right. be very uh, funny to wear. On a I don't know if you're uh, related to this Hardy, but uh, Tom Hardy is he lit? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is lit. Tom I lit. Tom, Tom Hardy is so good in everything that I see him in. Um, did you watch the last Spider Man movie? I haven't seen it yet, and I feel like like oh, I'm because everyone I, saw it but me. I'm waiting for it to come out, like on like HBO or uh, fucking like DVD or whatever. I won't spoil it for you, but okay, maybe that is kind of he does make. A, I mean, if you know any, I, I, Spider Man is the only superhero kind of movie that I watch because it's how I bond with my little brother. So like the new Spider Man movies always come out kind of like during Christmas time. Yeah, and yeah. So so every Christmas we go see the new Spider-Man movie kind of. 
Um, but that being said, he does make like a really quick cameo in it because he plays, I guess, like Venom in one of the. Um, oh yeah, no, he is Venom. I actually, I really enjoy. I love those. I love that uh, Tom Hardy's Venom. They're, I think yeah. they're really cool because it's like, it's just such a departure from a regular superhero film, especially because Venom is yeah. a bad guy supposedly. I don't know. It's, can I tell you like why yeah. Ed Hardy? I mean, not Ed Hardy, fucking not Ed Hardy at <laughs> all. Why Tom Hardy is so lit to me recently yeah. or in the past year? is uh i had uh so my appendix exploded last fall and actually it affected this podcast because we were supposed to do a cross-country bicycle trip and two weeks yeah. before our departure date my appendix exploded and i had to go get a surgery it was very painful and like i know people get their appendix removed all the time it's supposed to be simple but mine was like a little bit more gnarly because it was like i went in like after it was already like getting kind of serious like potentially die shit yeah so i was like uh basically immobilized while i was like healing and it took like a couple weeks. It was crazy. Like a couple weeks of like straight up on the couch. And so I started watching uh, Peaky Blinders. And just, okay. and just for anybody like that doesn't know, like uh, Tom Hardy's character in that is fucking awesome. He's probably the best character in the show. And I, yeah. I love Killian Murphy, but. Um, also him in Mad Max. I mean, I, that's a while ago too. But to me, that really just kind of solidified him as like kind of an icon. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And he's and he was Bane. I know that you're not a big superhero. Movie, oh no, like, I, I, Bane I, was I the watched shit. the Batman. Movie. <laughs> oh, he was so good. That voice. I wish I could do that voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to continue on with the podcast? Have do you ever listen to the, like those like nighttime stories like that you can download to like like sleep meditations? Yeah, I have a Headspace. So yeah, because of that. I do calm and they have celebrities who will read them. So it'll be like Matthew McConaughey, 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 <laughs> McConaughey. Um, he was like, I and, was, I was going to sleep before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which His is really good. I mean, he, obviously that voice is iconic, but they have some really lame celebrities on there. Like they had like Camilla Cabello. I was like, ah, this woman's never going to sue me. I really don't like her. But if they had like Tom Hardy as Bane's voice doing like uh, a nighttime sleep meditation, that would be amazing. I would listen to oh, that. If, yeah, if Bane talked you to sleep. Yeah. I was born in the darkness. darkness. You should yes. come to the darkness and sleep. Yeah, that would be that, sick. All right. Well, let's go ahead and say this. Ed Hardy, not lit. Tom Hardy is lit. And as a matter of fucking fact, Shannon Hardy, the comedy <laughs> brand that you are right now, is lit as fuck and uh Thank like you. man so i mean you're, you're putting in the work right now i know that like you're out you're you're hosting live comedy shows you're doing stand-up and you also have a show called conspiracy central i just yes. found out about it so i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but it's definitely on my list uh but Listen, maybe can yeah. you give me like a like a elevator pitch of uh what is uh conspiracy central so there are multiple hosts on Conspiracy Central, so I'm not the only one, but it's they bring comedians on to talk about conspiracies, and then they post them on Facebook TV, which nobody watches, but, like, I don't know, like, an older, like, it's an older demographic, but all the comedians are, like, so young, so, but it's funny because the older demographic, like, doesn't get the joke that, like, we don't really believe these conspiracies, so yeah. the comedians are supposed to come on and explain and convince you of the conspiracy, like to be funny, like it's all it's all tongue in cheek. But so I think the highlight 
of Conspiracy Central is just read the comments from like Deborah in your hometown being like, Hell yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think Avril Lavigne's actually dead. Obviously, Avril Lavigne <laughs> is not actually dead. Deborah, oh my God. You reminded me of, of my favorite app. It's called uh, Neighborhood. Fuck, mm-hmm. I can never, never fucking remember it. It's awful. It's just, it's just like, it's like the people that all got kicked off Facebook and they're on there like talking about like yes. the worst. They're like, they're like a fucking a, a coyote just walked down my street and killed a man. And like people are just lying on there. Like it's like the nuts, the nuttiest people, people. Facebook is, I think that somebody should do, I, actually this would be like a really, a, like a funny thing, like a deep dive into like community Facebook groups. Like my hometown has one and it's just where like, uh, people who have nothing better to do, like kind of complain about like inane bullshit, like, or, and like all the drama. Like if somebody did like dissected like the most bizarre, like Facebook community, like niche drama, like, and see how it escalates or whatever. Like I read one, it was about like this teenager. I mean, this is like really crazy, but he like, so he collected a bunch of photos on the internet of like women of like not women because they're girls they they were girls in high school that he went to school with and then he like posted that he like created a a website that like ranked all of the girls from his hometown which is terrible but he's like 17 like that's like you know your boys are gross like you know at that age and it erupted into the most dramatic scene on on my like hometown Facebook group where like he had to basically switch schools because of it and it's like I hope he learned his lesson that that shit's not cool but the backlash of it was just like so much bigger than the actual like thing you know because they weren't like I guess they were like I mean they couldn't have been inappropriate if the girls were posting it like you can't you can't do that without people's consent and also just don't rank women you know like that's not cool like but you you know this is like this is a full circle of that of that app because that's when Mark Zuckerberg and like the Vander yes yeah. twins the the initial purpose of Facebook was to rank the attractiveness of the girls at their school that was before they found out that they had they were sitting on a gold mine of like international platform that's the that was what it was fucking for <laughs> so yeah. like yeah the moms had every there was like there it was like people were on two aisles of the fence that like this kid should be expelled forever um and then there were the moms who were like he's just a kid and it was like literally get off of the internet get off of the internet this kid is being punished the more more embarrassing than that was like the parents acting like children online. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> to yeah. uh, to like real TV. Uh, so like I've. I'm sorry. That was a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> no, 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 you're all good. Your opinions are. But no, I've I've got some TV pilots written uh, that I'm actually going to get around to act, finally fucking pitching this year. And cool. actually, my favorite one is from a sketch comedy video that I made called Squatch Hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- basically, it's a cryptozoology show, but I want to turn up the insanity of the hosts to like a beyond absurd amount. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you see these shows and these people like, you know, they only half ass believe in what they're doing. And I was like, yeah. why, don't, why don't we just cast fucking me and people I want to cast and make it just really insane? I'd love to offer you a role, but 
<laughs> like, do you think you have enough enthusiasm for make-believe animals and night vision goggles to be a night- cast member of the show? I I can definitely do make-believe animals. I'm like totally um, into Neopets right now. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really took a deep dive in the pandemic with Neopets and it's now my nighttime ritual. Uh, night vision goggles, could I truthfully never worn them don't know what i would use them for, for but it's spotting you could sasquatches and to, to oh to find sasquatch or yeti or swamp ape he that has many, so many fun. names like abominable snowman. Style. yeah <laughs> i would love that i actually there's something about um the conspiracy theory of bigfoot and sasquatch or whatever that really kind of has me by the by the chokehold i feel like there's just so many, like, I know that like people want to latch onto anything and then they'll just say that they saw something when they didn't, but I'm like, there's gotta be like one person who like actually saw some, like, I mean, like some, like, I mean, it's just an animal. It must be just like some animal. Not that I, I'm not like actually a Sasquatch believer, but I would love to go on like a deep dive hunt for Sasquatch or like mythical animals, like like if we were actually trying to find the Loch Ness monster, that would be so fun to me. And I think it would it would be it would be fun because like you go you don't go into it thinking that you'll actually find them, but if you have the enthusiasm that you're doing something ridiculous and you're going all for it, I think that's really fun. So that's what I think. I think it would be a great show because first of all, I would cast. I mean, first of all, I'm casting myself. I yes. I'm, I. I consider myself a doctor of cryptozoology. You don't have to go actually get go to school for that because it's a fucking made up make believe uh, science in the first yeah. place. Uh, and then, but if I had like uh, a cast of like some comedians, like you know you and you know yeah. like, but also like some some for real fucking nuts, you know That's that. Brilliant. And I love that. Put them all idea. together, and I'll be like, all right, dude, we are going to just wherever. Like we're going to someplace in Mexico where the chupacabra has been spotted and we're all out there with like night vision goggles on like acting <laughs> fucking insane maybe like a little element of jackass in there too and yeah I mean I was no I mean, that sounds like I would love to go full Sherlock Holmes like FBI style like killing like okay 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 hear me out <laughs> okay. have you seen killing Eve no I have not well, it's like, it's basically like there's this cat and mouse game where like this woman is trying to find this assassin and then they kind of, they fall in love. So like the thing that she's hunting, she falls in love with. What if I like, I don't know, maybe not love, but there could be like a, what if I'm a friend of Sasquatch? Like I'm an advocate. I'm not trying to hunt him. I just want to have contact and like, you know, kind of like alien, you know, like shake hands and just like paint nails and do girl things and like you know yeah. get coffee brunch yeah no i know from I've, i know from your stand-up uh you're a big advocate of godzilla as a female actor you're you're yeah i i am a big advocate for godzilla that's like another way that i've bonded with my little brother my little brother had an obsession with godzilla growing up and so we always had to watch the godzilla movies and then like me as an adult, I like one of the first, one of the first jokes, like when I was like actually really starting to do stand up and like get booked on shows that I did was like, I, I, I list all the reasons why I think Godzilla is a woman. Um, and that's like, 
a goofy way to just talk about like representation in Hollywood for women. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, like, and I love I love that bit, especially when you're like uh, Godzilla only had nine minutes in her own movie. Like in that, yes, whatever, yeah. whatever I, I'm not sure. What, is that the one with like, there's, there's so many guys on the movies. I think you might be talking about the one with like Matthew Broderick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, cause I mean, I've seen so many Godzilla movies at this point because of my little brother. And like every single time I'm like, I am so not interested in all these people that are hunting Godzilla. I want to know about her. What's her, what's her character art. I think she um, needs more lines. One last word on the show. Cause, uh, the offer is real if, if I can get any Netflix <laughs> Netflix rep to give me a fucking chance. But uh, imagine like kind of like this: uh, parts unknown with Anthony Bourdain, mixed with uh, a little bit of Jackass, mixed with a little bit of Doomsday Preppers, mixed with just like a little bit of just like straight up improv comedy. And yeah. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you watch that? I would watch that. I would watch that. That sounds so fun. I I'm not like a big reality TV person. But if you cast, like, I mean, I, I guess that is like a version of reality TV. Um, but like, if you cast like some really funny, goofy out there people, like that, that's so fun. That's like something that you watch before bed to like really unwind. I would totally. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to like shift gears pretty hard right here uh, because I know you went to film school at USC. Uh, for mm -hmm. anyone that doesn't know what that means, uh, University of Southern California. But you're originally from Boston. Yeah. And I think that qualifies you to say definitively the best movie ever made that takes place in Boston. And I promise no one will judge you on your answer. So. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. There's um, okay. The nineties and the two thousands were obsessed with Boston. Yeah, I know. And they made and some now, good, good movie. Like this is that's why I'm, I'm. I felt bad when I wrote that. I was like, "Ha ha, this is silly." And then asking it just now, I just realized, like, I'm asking you to like, and you know, people will be like, "The fucking Departed, obviously." So, or but okay, it's so hard. <laughs> um, I think I have to go with um, Goodwill Hunting for me. And I I knew I'm, I'm telepathic. I have The Shining. I knew I, you were gonna say Goodwill Hunting. I knew it. I think it's really funny that like Matt Damon wrote such a like, like he, like, I think it's really funny that Matt Damon wrote this movie for himself where he's like, I play a genius. Like I'm, a, I'm like, I play, I play a hunky genius. Like I'm literally perfect. Feel bad for me. But I unironically like fuck hard with Goodwill Hunting. Love Robin Williams. How could you not? Yeah. I mean, Matt Damon is amazing. So good. Ben Affleck is really good in it. Yeah. That it might be Ben Affleck's best role. <laughs> I <laughs> I know I feel so bad because I'm like I'm like rooting for him and JLo so hard um also two Leos and a couple together crazy um <laughs> I know you're like shut up bitch um, <laughs> not like that <laughs> no your views are your own Doug you said it with your eyes and oh. I agree with you and um you caught but, me <laughs> like Ben Affleck what are you like I mean Gone Girl was great but like now he's doing like I, I this like Netflix movie that came out I forget the name of it but it's basically like Gone Girl but like with a younger woman where he's like it's like Gone Man is like how I would describe it so like the the roles are switched but anyways I told you I would do this where like my brain can't stay on one thing I love 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 Goodwill Hunting 
I love the ther- like any scene with the ones with him and um, the therapist are always the best. Like when he pretends to like have all these like like mental illnesses to the fake therapist before he gets to Robin Williams. I, I thought I always think those are really funny. I respect your answer. And because you are from Boston and you are a filmmaker, actress, <laughs> comedian, all that shit. Uh, we're going to have to go with that because I mean, it really probably is the most widely well-received film. Can I say mine though? Yes, please. Uh, I want to know. The Fighter with uh, Christian Bale. The actual fighter is, who's that guy? Mark Wahlberg is the, it plays the fighter. It's a true story. Oh, I remember this movie. Um, it's about a family affair. I'm looking it up because I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right one. Oh, shit. Because if you don't remember this oh, movie, yeah. my, ne- my next question yeah. to you won't make any sense. Because my next it's question Jason, literally. It's in Dorchester, isn't it? Yeah. My next question literally completely depends on the fact that you know that movie. No, I do know this movie. Yes. Okay. Well, then let me ask you my next question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you go back to Boston to visit after spending so much time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. are your old friends like, she's an MTV gal, Becky? Don't mess with her. <laughs> she's wild. <laughs> no. Yeah. They, they make fun of me. They give me shit. Um, do they like, and, do they like uh, say that you can't? date their boxer brother because you're an mtv girl they well here's what i will describe it as it's like it's so funny to me because like yeah i'm working really hard and i'm doing some like kind of fun things right now but like i've struggled so hard to get to even like this point and like when i feel like i'm at the i feel like i'm very much at like the very beginning of my career in terms of like I, i mean like i don't have any like tv credits besides facebook tv that like only old people watch and like i don't even know but like um and so it's really funny to me that when i go back to boston all my friends are like oh here comes miss hollywood oh you're so (laughs) smart you're so educated i'm like i went to fucking film school bro i didn't go to harvard but they treat you like you're like this like like this kind of like this sellout in a way that's like people from boston like they'll insult you and like the, and like call you a bitch or whatever but like that's their love language right like yeah poking, poking fun and making fun of you is how they tell you they love you and like the the second most used word in boston is bitch so like that how, how, how do they say it you so much that batch how do they say bitch. it i don't know there's no r so you can't even do like a fake one um bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it um, that's like the opposite of uh, I'm from Boston. What's up, Bridges? Uh, yeah. But, you know, obviously, you can tell, like, any place I haven't physically been myself, I, I uh, base it entirely on movies of how that place must be. So That's what I, I do. Yeah. But, well, that's the best way to be. That's yeah, also why I've, probably I'm going to assume uh, there's a there's a term for this. And I don't, I, off the top of my head, I don't know uh, what the term is. For yeah. instance, you're from Boston. I'm from Nashville. We're both from places yeah. that are... Uh, have heavy accents. Yes. And I I was you know I was born in Tucson, Arizona, but I grew up here and I never at all gained any affectations or any accents of this uh region and obviously speaking with you you don't have any some I think it might be just people that love movies but there's a reason for it and it's that Holly the Hollywoodification of uh, language. So people like us yeah. because of watching so many movies, we end up with what is considered just the uh blank slate american accent yeah that is really true 
I think about that a lot. Like I've met a lot of people who are from, like you said, places that are known to have very heavy accents. And then they actually do just have this kind of like blanket American one. And I think it's like, I think it's a mixture of that as well as like, I know, like for me, um, and I, I think this might apply to you too, but tell me if it doesn't like places like Nashville or places like Boston, I mean, they're made fun of in terms of like, there's like a lot of uneducated people. So like to talk in a thick Boston accent, you're kind of like a towny scumbag, like, oh, like, you know, like, yeah. Um, or like to have like a thick Southern accent. They're like, oh, like you're an uneducated redneck. So some of them have like uh, a negative connotation, right? Even I though a lot never of people- even thought about that, but because because yes, uh, here I and no offense, I have so yeah. many like people that are gonna listen to this that have a fucking southern accent. That's like and this no, sh- this is, is you know because I, I started this podcast here in Nashville, and yeah. this city is really. I mean, there's a big reason why I, like this popped off at all, and they even they even voted me like the second best podcast in the city, like in their fucking wow in the Nashville scene and shit. So I was like, oh, oh cool. So. You know? But but people like yeah, but like I have the same thing what you're saying where I uh, it's a stigma. I do think that like yeah, if you got like because yeah, sounding like a redneck makes you sound stupid. Well, well, I I think that it I think that the people who judge people are like for their accents are ignorant and that like they're wrong and that you know, but it's like one of those things where it's like you make a stereotype of that kind of person. And then, you know, whether you realize it or not, your, your brain is going to perceive like, oh, I don't want to become that stereotype. So I'm going to put on a different voice for when I talk to people in the world. Like when I go back home to Boston, I find myself slipping into the accent. I don't know. And, um, I love Boston accents. I love, uh, I also love like, uh, Southern accents as well. I think they're really like endearing. Um, and I kind of, I'm like mad at myself for being like listening to uh, that voice in your head or like that, like that kind of outside perception that would tell you that like your accent, your regional accent means that you're uneducated. You know what I mean? Like, I kind yeah. of think that like, that was me being too self-conscious about how the world perceived me. You know what I mean? Can you do a Boston accent? Like, is it like, is it easy for you to do? Like I can... I can barely, for me, just because I've been around it my whole life, I can easily do a very believable Southern accent just because I yeah. I have an ear for it. But I don't know for like for you, can you even do yeah. it? Yeah, it's easier when I'm yelling, angry, or drunk. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> I got good often. news for you. We are dangerously close to the lightning round. And Woo! I always what? tell everyone this, but I feel like with you, I don't have to tell you the lightning round is I start saying stuff super fast. You have to answer. There's no time to think. It is rapid okay. fire, straight from the fire. gut. It's not cerebral. It is pure emotion. And the oh. first one is, can you please perform a line from Shakespeare with a Boston accent? Shit. If uh, it would help you, I can maybe give you a line. Give me a line, yeah. Oh, if it would help me, can, uh, can you remind me of like be a- Be or not to fucking be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's to be or not to question. fucking be. That's the fucking question. That's the fucking question. What are you like, some kind of MTV girl? I'll, I'll do it like in a, a southern accent. Uh, I, I'm actually, I, I can't fucking do it. You got it. Don't think. Do. No, you know, I'm, I'm actually gonna ruin it. I, I don't. I, I got my mind all set <laughs> on fucking Boston, it. and I felt like so proud that I just did it, like almost as good as you. <laughs> so, 
to bay or not to bay. <laughs> oh, I just got the uh, hurry the fuck up because the other guest is here. So let's fucking burn through these. All right. If you could play any character from any Disney animated film in a live action adaptation, what role would you pick? Who? Uh, I would pick uh, Mulan. Oh, no. Wait, not Mulan. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I was thinking my favorite Disney character. I cannot play Mulan and I would never play Mulan gun to my head. And uh, I would play, I don't know, Sleeping Beauty. Sounds fun to sleep. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Sleeping is like my favorite. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with like that, you know, because honestly, I had thought that I wanted to play Sebastian just because I love uh, his singing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Wait, The Little Mermaid, actually. I'm changing my answer to Little Mermaid. Oh, shit. Well, we, well maybe we'll be in that movie together. Although I will, <gasps> be a, I will be a CGI crab, but you would be a human being. Yes. Although, like, well, there's a, like there's a, there's a lot to unpack there, and I don't want to get too deep into it. But uh, me with a Jamaican accent is going to be fucking problematic. So unless they want to like let fucking Sebastian more problematic than me being like I'm gonna play Mulan. <laughs> we both got problematic with it. <laughs> Thankfully, there's an army of Disney lawyers here to protect us because Disney Plus wants to buy this podcast. So I have lied. Um, okay, so, not after this. <laughs> similar question: If you were asked to direct a gritty reboot. Of one of your favorite childhood shows or films, what would you pick? <laughs> All dogs go to heaven. Hell yeah. That could be dark. That, that could be so fucking dark. I'd pick Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog? That would be really good. I know they're doing like a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog so movies violent. right now, but I think they're bullshit. And I think they should do one where Sonic is like, he's like destroying the machinery of industrialism to like save the planet. <laughs> you know? Oh like my he's like God. an eco terrorist, yes. but he's like a lovable hedgehog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I know you shouted out someone earlier, but uh, just like we got time. Do you have a shout out for any up and coming comedians that you've worked with that you think are underrated and uh, maybe deserve a little shout out real quick? Yeah, sure. I think um, Alex Hanna, who works at the comedy store, he's amazing. Not, you know, um, not to say any of these people that I'm going to mention are like need my shout out because they don't um also i'll say Issa medina who has a fucking amazing podcast you should go listen to it it's called um sounds like a cult it's on i, I i'm not sure what number it ranks but it's uh, it's in the top 10 comedy podcasts on spotify oh sick um she co-hosts uh formosa comedy with me um and also she is one of my co-hosts on conspiracy central one of my best friends incredible um i'm gonna give you one last person who i really oh abby feldman uh abby feldman is a musical comedian um stand-up she is also her she makes like funny pop music as well as stand-up comedy cool, and her her like uh last song uh called call me by your Call Me By Your Hebrew Name was also in the top 10 comedy, um, most listened to uh, musical comedy on iTunes. And um, she's just a fucking, she's a rock star. She's like a triple threat. She can do music. She can do comedy. She can act. She can write. Um, wonderful person. Also great um, yoga meditation leader. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so those are my top three. Oh, and Alex Hanna. It, yeah, he works at the at the comedy store, and he's just like a a phenomenal stand-up comedian, human being, and very funny guy. Um, follow him on Twitter. He's got a great Twitter. Hell yeah. Shannon, I've only got one question left to ask, and it's the most important question of the entire podcast. Uh, okay. Everyone that's listening right now, how can they check you out? Uh, like where, like, like how can they find your comedy, uh, your shows, your like your socials, all that shit. Oh, um, my socials. You can find me on Twitter as at, Oh, I'm, my name is actually on Twitter. It's called discount angel mommy 77. If you don't know, who, um, angel mommy is, uh, check her out. She, is amazing. Um, my Twitter handle is da, 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 Shannon Hardy 78. My Instagram is Shannon Hardy 77. Um, upcoming shows, uh, go to the tight tens comedy drag show in May. Um, and I think that's all I want to plug just like, you know, my socials and like come to my show. I have a show tonight, but this won't come out tonight. So Follow me on Instagram if you want to come to a show. And also, and uh, that's yeah, where I post my shows. Everybody, uh, there'll be links uh, through my socials too. You're Shannon, breaking up. I'm sorry. But we just uh, hit unstable internet, and I've already lost visual of you. So I'm just going to say thanks for being on the show, Shannon. Um, you're cutting out. Could you repeat that? Oh, I was, yeah, I was just saying we lost a strong internet connection. So I was just going to oh. say, all I wanted to say, was thanks for being on the podcast, Shannon. It was a blast. Hope to have you back someday. It's been so fun, Doug. Your views are your own, but they're amazing. Thank you for having Thank you. me. Bye, Shannon. Thank you.